Now the news. I'm Tianlu. Hezbollah has fired more than 60 rockets at an Israeli military base. The Lebanese militant group says it's a response to Israel's killing of a Hamas deputy leader in Beirut. Meanwhile, protesters have held a rally in the Israeli city of Tel Aviv, demanding an immediate cessation of hostilities between Israel and Hamas. Isabel Debris has more. Even though we have seen both Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and major Israeli security officials trade threats with Hezbollah leaders, including Hassan Nasrallah, with Netanyahu even a couple months ago vowing that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, he will turn Beirut into Gaza City, other kinds of threats like that. But in the recent couple of days after this alleged Israeli strike killed Saleh Al-Auni, the Hamas deputy commander in the southern suburbs of Beirut, and we have seen those escalated threats by Nasrallah, we have not seen escalated Israeli rhetoric. And it's very clear that both sides want to avoid an all-out war that really could plunge the entire Middle East into bloodshed. And there is this larger sense that diplomacy needs to be involved in order, not only U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in the region. And then we also actually are seeing the EU policy chief uh, Joseph Borrell in the region. Japan's Ishikawa Prefecture has declared a state of emergency. This comes shortly after local authorities said the powerful earthquake on New Year's Day killed over 120 people. Meanwhile, more than 200 people remain missing. The magnitude 7.6 tremor has also left thousands of households without water and power supply. Alaska Airlines has temporarily grounded its fleet of 65 Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft after one of its planes lost a chunk of its fuselage in mid-air and made an emergency landing. The California-bound flight suffered the incident soon after departing from Portland, Oregon on Friday. All 171 passengers and six crew members are reportedly safe. An investigation is underway. U.S. President Joe Biden has launched his harshest attack yet on Republican rival Donald Trump, accusing him of echoing Nazi Germany. Biden made the remarks as he kicked off his 2024 re-election campaign near Valley Forge in Pennsylvania, where George Washington rallied American forces fighting their British colonial rulers over two centuries ago. Referring to the shocking riot on January 6, 2021, in which Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol, the president portrayed himself as a defender of America's institutions. Meantime, Trump told his supporters that Biden's remarks were pathetic and fear-mongering. Owen Faircloth tells us more. The president marked the third anniversary of January the 6th near Philadelphia, at the spot where, in 1777, George Washington rallied his demoralized troops to fight and overthrow British rule, a defining moment in U.S. history. But Trump is framing Biden in similar terms while lauding January the 6th rioters as heroes and patriots. But the ramifications of January the 6th are starting to hit Trump as he tries to win back the White House in November. As the presidential election cycle accelerates, Trump is facing multiple criminal and civil trials this year, including one relating to his actions on January the 6th. And on top of that, two states have disqualified Trump from the Republican ballot, while dozens of other states have similar challenges pending. So it's likely that the Supreme Court will have to weigh in on the critical question of whether Trump can even run as a candidate. 
The People's Bank of China has vowed to provide strong and effective support for steady economic growth and high-quality development in 2024. At a work conference in Beijing, the central bank pledged to sustain healthy financing activity while expanding financial opening up. It will also make arrangements to facilitate foreign investors taking part in the country's bond market. Researchers from China and the U.S. have jointly developed the world's first functional semiconductor made from graphene. Experts say this will pave the way for smaller, faster, and more efficient electronic products. The team, consisting of scientists from China's Tianjin University and Georgia Institute of Technology in the U.S., made the breakthrough by growing graphene on silicon carbide wafers. And that's the news. I'm Tianlu. Lu.